You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. And Happy Halloween. Oh. Let's play Is It Beth or Is It the Doll? <laughs> Told you I was bringing it, y'all. Yes. Told you I was bringing it. It's a spoopy episode and I can't wait. Welcome to That Park Life Podcast, everyone. Okay, sorry. I'm still processing what just happened in our intro, and I'm dying. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You got me, Greg. That was a good one. So we're here today Anyways. to talk about our hauntings of Disney parks. This is volume three. We've been doing this for a while. If you want to catch up on volumes one and two, I'll put the uh, links to those episodes uh, in our description down below if you want to catch up more easily, because this is our third time. We got even more hauntings from from different parks uh, around town here i do also want to talk about some of the stuff i've been doing over the last week Mm -hmm. we had a little stay at a certain uh a certain wilderness resort i'll say i'll leave it at that and we also went to a certain party and i brought some sound and i can't Mm -hmm. wait i also can't wait to tell you about the real star of the show and that's all i'll say right now Um, but we'll do that after we do our our haunting so i think we should just uh just jump right into it. All right, let's get to it. Do you want to kick us off with your yeah. first story? Yeah, and I had the distinct pleasure of speaking to some cast members who, without me even prompting, gave some some personal ghost stories. Uh, encounters stories. The so, best. Um, let's start with one of those. Then um, all yeah. all of the ones that I have in this little section are from Disney World. So I have two about uh, ghosts who are perhaps haunting visiting Mm. spaceship earth which is believable right off the bat because that's an old attraction it really needs some tlc and um Mm -hmm. there's that okay so there is one pretty well-known ghost of spaceship earth and when i say well-known i mean amongst the cast members as opposed to being kind of random like this is we talked about george from pirates of the caribbean in our first hauntings episode it's kind of that level where like everyone it seems like a bunch of people um know of bernie and bernie was someone who allegedly passed away either during or after riding this particular attraction some number Mm. of years ago however his wife visits and um some people who work there have gotten to know and recognize his wife and when the wife visits she still holds holds up his photo so that he can ride along with her which is an interesting concept but uh, a cast member I spoke with let me know that he and Bernie did not get along. Um, one day while he was working uh, this attraction, he had his hand packs with him. This is a quick side note. Think of a hand pack as a handheld remote that has some controls for the ride. So if they need to do, okay. if they need to slow it down, they have a slowed speed button. If they need to do an emergency okay. stop, they have the e-stop button. I'm going to use the phrase e-stop a bunch. That just means emergency stop. In other words, it just like stops where it is abruptly. Okay. So... Um, on this particular day that he was telling me about, the ride abruptly e stopped. So he was like, okay. He did not press the button on his hand pack. So he checked with his coworkers and no one pressed the emergency stop button. So they reset the ride and then they resumed the ride, which even takes like a couple minutes sometimes. 
Mm -hmm. Um, He's going about his business, walking around with his hand pack. And minutes later, the ride e-stops again. And just like the first time, he did not press the e-stop button. Those who were holding the hand packs also did not, nor did anyone else in in any of the positions where they have the buttons to do the e-stop. As you might imagine, they avoid e-stops because it just leads to to challenges. Guests get upset. Will you know, understandably, because now the ride has stopped and blah, blah, blah. It's not an ideal situation. No one is doing it, in other words, as a prank. They reset the attraction and the ride resumed. As you might imagine, it stopped again. Another e-stop. And this happened over and over again this day uh, without anyone pressing the button. So they have they begin to call those phantom e-stops. And whenever the phantom e-stops mm. happen... They blame them on Bernie. So you could be the judge on this, whether it's this Bernie guy, Bernie. Bernie was like, no, 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 stop right there. I want to see this one longer. Yes. Then they started again. He was like, no, 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 stop stop right here. I want to see this scene longer. He just wanted to see the scenes longer. He just he wants to see the chick with the cool colored pants and the lab coat and the lab and all the random Every time buttons. I see her, I go, shazam! She reminds me of Beyonce <laughs> in Goldmember. Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. And she's a whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of woman. <laughs> um. Additionally, here at uh, Spaceship Earth, allegedly, a little girl passed away after riding. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say allegedly 17 Alleg- times on allegedly. this Allegedly. This is alleged. Yeah. Uh, All of it's alleged. This is not TMZ confirmed. This is alleged. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this girl, however, makes herself known differently than Bernie does on Spaceship okay. Earth. So uh, one day, a, uh, a coordinator was standing next to or standing on the exit wheelchair ramp. This was at a time when there were no guests. The ride had not yet opened for the day, and he heard a strange sound. So he was looking around. The ride had started to go as they, you know, they run the ride before, um, but there was no one around. So, okay. And then he heard a sound again and realized it wasn't coming from the attraction. This was at the exit wheelchair ramp, like I mentioned. So this is leading into the room with all of like the games and interactive elements after the attraction. So um, he hears the sound again. He's like, "What? What is that?" So he goes looking around. There's no one in the in the uh, in this part in what they call the post show, if you will. There's no one in the post show area. Um, however, a game has activated itself and is in a play mode. Um, mm. The name of that game is called Dr. Bones. And one of the objectives in the game, and it's a 3D style game, is to basically build a human skeleton um, oh. by by having it just different pieces you could align together to build um, a body. So you could <laughs> potentially say that this little girl ghost is trying to create a body for herself. Now, no word on whether she was successful. I don't want to be mm. there if the game is concluded and a body is created and then it walks out of the screen. Forget it. You'd hear me screaming from wherever <laughs> you live listening to this right now. You would own. Weird. Of all, of all the things. Now, I know sometimes things turn on, but it's weird to me that the game would be in like looking. It looked as if it was being played, but there was no one playing it because that's right. not something that right. you can fake. Right. I feel like right. that's not someone pressing a button and like giggling in the corner. Like you need to be playing it. Especially with how... Like the technology of what it's like heat censored or whatever, yes. like to play the game. So it's like, what's touching that? Mm-hmm. Like if it's temperature thing. Not a fan Creepy. of that. No, when he was telling right. by the way, when he's telling me this, and I'm yeah. driving a vehicle as he's telling me this. So like I'm trying to pay attention to the road, but I'm also trying not to yeah. be skeeved out. 
and I, like no. I'm not on board with sounds. When I hear sounds in a dark room or whatever and I'm alone, mm. then I leave the room. I'm not in the room anymore. So yeah, I wouldn't have even he, been so, there to see this turn on. So the sounds were the game? The sounds were the game. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's creepy. <sighs> that's creepy. All right. Most of mine are from Disneyland. Um, so we're going to hop on over to Disneyland. Sure. This first one is um, from a Reddit thread because there are some like responses to it. But this is from a cheek on your face is the name of the person. But it says... <laughs> Years ago, when I was new and had closing shifts in the New Orleans Critter Country stores, as a new guy, typically we'd all get off at 1.30 a.m. and there would be a group that would walk on stage from the Slash Mountain exit to Harper Point. Well, this one night, I'm off at 1.45. No one wanted to wait for me since they didn't know me. That's okay. I clock out and begin my walk. Since it's so late, I took for granted that security had already cleared the park of guests, and so I pulled out my phone to check Facebook or whatever. As I rounded the corner of Splash's barn, um, the door entrance... And they get, I get a view of the path up to the briar patch. I see a little girl, about six or seven, and she's in a church dress. Oh. My first thought was, my first thought was, oh man, lost kid. Like, where's security? I'm running in my head. All the procedures of what's available to help around me. At that point, I was under the railroad bridge. I'm a bit upset thinking security was lazy and put me in this position in the first place. I call out to her and I ask if she's lost and there's no response. I'm at the churro cart, 20 yards away from her when I call out again. And then I look around to see if anyone else is around that can help me and her. That's when I take my eyes off her for like a second. When my gaze moves back to her, she has moved, um, covered the space between us like instantly. I wince expecting a crash since she had to be like running pretty fast for me not to see her approach. But when I opened my eyes, there was no collision. But there was also no little girl. I thought again, this is messed up. Like I'm off. I'm new. I'm not the best. Like I'm not the best person to handle this lost kid after midnight. So I looked around for a minute or so after calling for her. Um, and then basically just said like, screw it. Someone else will find her like, you know, not my job kind of thing. <laughs> so I didn't even give it another thought. I didn't think anything weird happened. No shiny miss, no creepy music. But two days later, I'm on the office. I'm in the office behind the poo corner earlier in the day. I'm checking in with a lead that has been in the, the company for a long time. And during the talk, I asked her if she's ever seen anything weird at night. And I didn't talk to anyone about what happened. Cause I just thought I'd get in trouble for leaving her. And she responds with, did you see a little girl in a white dress? <sighs> That's the moment I knew what happened wasn't normal, and I nearly threw up. Oh. Yeah. Oh, That would creep me out more than anything. So there's more to this story. So Rebecca Morgan, she responds and was like, that's fantastic. It's really funny, too, because before I was in attractions, I was in stores. I did Westside merch, and I was on the Critter Country stock team. There were nights when I was pulling stock out of the tiny stock room in the Briar Briar Patch and would hear a little kid laughing. (gasps) And she says, same little girl you think? Who knows? Super creepy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, and so the cheek on your face like responded and said, I believe so. Over the years, I've talked to many cast members. And while a bunch have similar stories, all of them only revolve around the front of Critter Country in New Orleans Square and Tom Sawyer Island. I don't know how true this is, but based on how often something like this happens, I believe it. Everyone knows her as Mary, apparently. The story goes that she was this little girl that loved Pirates of the Caribbean and Bear Country and the island. So near the time the mansion opened, she was struggling and losing her battle to leukemia. Leukemia, um, But she loved, um, you know, she loved the haunted mansion and stuff, too. So somewhere in the early 70s, she lost her battle and her parents wanted to spread her ashes in Disneyland. It was becoming popular at the time to do that in the mansion, and they probably guessed it would be swept up. So they spread her ashes around Tom Sawyer Island. So many people have said that they see her walking around the New Orleans Critter Country area and attraction cast members see her a lot walking from the island onto the rest of the West side, which was her favorite place in the park. That's how I've heard it from many separate cast members that I take it as fact. 
Yikes. Isn't that crazy? It is. The thing for me, like the, the point of that story that I'm like, ooh, is <laughs> when he didn't say anything, but his leader like asked, is it is it the, the little girl in a white yeah. dress, which is what he saw. Oh, did you see saw. a little girl in a white dress? That's, it was I'd like, like uh, no, I'm leaving. Especially when you're like by yourself. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, at 1.45 a.m., no one's going to miss some little kid in a church dress. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. some little girl in a dress. No one's going to miss that. That's crazy. Good gosh. Uh, and the next one I'll share is from Rebecca, who had responded to the previous one. But I'll go. I'll tell that one next. So I just I was like, oh my gosh, like full body chill, ooh, right? <laughs> ooh. Well, let's hear from if Rebecca. What did Rebecca say? Okay, so Rebecca then comes back and she says, "I have a good haunted mansion story." Ooh. She says, "I was a French maid slash hostess on mansion for about two years. I was also trained on pirates during my time in attractions." I'm not sure if some of you heard the backstory about a little boy who passed away and his ghost supposedly haunts the ride. Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, one night I was positioned at the loading area. Typically, there are two cast members positioned at load, one at the front of the moving belt and one at the back to make sure all the buggies are closed and locked before they embark on their journey. But on very slow nights, only one cast member stays at load while the other takes the elevator up to retrieve the next group of guests to bring down. On this particular evening, I was the cast member to stay at load alone while the other cast member went to bring up the next guest down from the foyer. I was taking a while for them to load the next group because it was during Fantasmic and the guests were trickling in. So I was finding ways to amuse myself while waiting. Walking in place in the moving belt, watching the buggies creep by, becoming sort of mesmerized by the howling of the ride soundtrack. When suddenly I hear a child sneeze. The sound came clearly from just beneath the incline where we store the wheelchairs and the handicapped guests who are riding the attraction. There's an exit door there as well, but the door leads to a stairwell that is rarely used unless a guest changes their mind and wants off or we just know they have to be evacuated. The hallway leading to the stretching rooms was completely empty and they were still at the top waiting to load them completely. I walk over with my flashlight to investigate and I see nothing. So I make my way back to the belt and within a moment I hear the child sneeze again followed by a sniffle coming from the same place. This time the hair on my neck is standing straight up and I decide to go investigate again. To say the least, I was creeped out until the next cast member came back down with a load of guests. Thankfully, it was my turn to bump the next spot on the rotation. Good times. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's too much. Especially I'd be like, no, nah, it happened again. I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> no, thanks. So I'm all good. I'm all good. Creepy. I think that's the thing, though, for me about Haunted Mansion is that whenever I hear stories like this, I think, well, okay, there's a lot going on. Or one, it's supposed to be like the yeah, obviously like the storyline. Yes. But a lot of guests, right or wrong like to use that attraction as a repository for their loved mm-hmm. one's ashes. So if that's something you believe in that maybe like sprinkling the remains of, of a loved one there perhaps activates them as a ghost in that location, I would like, it just, it just yeah, adds up. Yeah. The science behind it is interesting to me. I'm mm. like, how does that work? You know what I mean? The spreading of the ashes and then they like live there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because I guess I haven't heard a lot of stories where it's like, oh, we put their ashes in the ocean, but like they might still haunt somewhere else. I don't know. All, all those whales are like, please stop it. We're tired of being haunted. There's a lot of dead bodies around here. <laughs> um, I'll take us back to uh, Epcot for a moment for the, the last of the ones where I was listening to cast members talk. This is a little bit yeah. of a different scenario because this wasn't a one-on-one for me. I was among a group mm-hmm. and there were a few cast members um, at uh, Soren that we're just generally talking about some things, but they let us know that there is a resident ghost of Concourse A. Now, when I say there is, I should say they are. there is believed to be a resident ghost of Concourse A. You may know that 
um, the the load areas of Soren are split into three concourse A and B, and then eventually they built C. C has its own ghost, but we didn't really they didn't know much about it, so they didn't want to talk about it. They don't want to have any conjecture in this story. Oh, they only want they only wanted to tell you about A. Yeah, pure facts here. It's all facts. So, um, and the ghost of <laughs> allegedly, Con- yeah, the ghost of concourse A is Sally. That is the name. I think that's the name they gave the ghost. Um, I take yeah. that back. Um, if you're wondering where that name came from, well, here's one incident that happened. There was a time when a coordinator received a phone call from the utility area. So, in other words, this is not a guest area. Um, this would be one cast member contacting another cast member about something. And uh, when that coordinator said hello, the voice on the other line was a little girl. That little girl said her name is Sally, and she's looking for her mom. That was it. Hi, I'm Sally. <laughs> Just you like know that. my mom. Hey, guys, where's my mom? <laughs> um, is that Miley Cyrus? I don't know. So uh, It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> much deeper, much deeper. Yeah. So after saying her name was Sally and she's looking for her mom, that was the end of the phone call. The cast member ran over to that utility room, which was not far. No one was in there. Additionally, no one in the other areas uh, said that they saw anyone enter or exit that room. So who was that phone how call? How would she, from? like, right, like, how would that even, how would that child even know how to use the phone? Well, like, that's the thing. We do not know. A different cast member was in the ride control area in the, let's call it the theater, if you will. And um, that same, sorry, was in that, in the ride control area. I think of like the theater, the, the part where you're actually sitting and watching. Uh, there's a phone there as well. That phone rang. That cast member picked up the phone. As she puts it to her ear, all she hears is jazz music and nothing else. So she's like, Weird. okay. And she hung it up. On a separate occasion, on a separate day, that same cast member was working that same location. The phone rings. She picks it up. It's jazz music again. Weird. A third occasion happens on a different day. Phone rings. She picks. If you're wondering why is this person here at the same, they, it's part of the rotation. She's probably there yeah. every single shift. It's just part of the rotation for the day. So she happens to be at this same rotation spot, and the phone rings. But this time. When she picks it up, instead of hearing jazz music, what she hears is the phone ringing as if she had picked up the phone and dialed out. So as she picked it up, it's dialing another number and another receiver is ringing somewhere else. And the call was picked up, but no one said anything. There was no voice on the other end. So she's like, hello, hello, and then nothing. And then that was it. So sounds like the phones are haunted. They blame they blame that on on Sally because Sally was the one. Maybe who, it's the ghost call. from Concourse C is calling the or B or whatever. <laughs> hey girl, you still over there? Ghosting yeah, it up, Sally. <laughs> hey, is Sally over there? I've been trying to reach her, but she won't pick up the phone. <laughs> Instead of girl, they go ghoul. You won't believe what happened over <laughs> here. Ghoul, I got some story for you. You need to come over to my concourse. <laughs> um, a couple of other things that they mentioned in there. Really, one other thing was that. Um, so when they're working that that location, some, you might hear it referred to as tower. Um, mm-hmm. This is a location where they have to look at the screen they're working on. They are not allowed to look. I mean, obviously, in the event of some type of like fire explosion emergency, we're not talking about just general everyday. Like they can't be on their phone. They can't be doing anything but yeah. looking at the screen. So there are times when they are working this tower position in uh, in Soren, and I'm sure other attractions as well. But this is particular to Soren that um, they'll hear like tools fall from like off the desk, like something will roll off of the desk next to them, but they can't 
turn and look to see what it is. They just yeah. have to be like, hello, is anyone else over there? <laughs> and if you're wondering why can't they look like they are there to make sure everything's yeah. right with the ride because heaven forbid they don't look yeah. and that's the time that the ride goes down and someone like gets hurt, right? So they just have to look Weird. at this thing. So they don't necessarily know if it's haunting or it's just like things eventually falling off, but they can't, they'll never know because they can't look, which is like yeah. wild to me. There's um, one other thing about Soarin', partic- in particular of, uh, of course, Concourse A, there are some cast members there who say that they've seen a little girl in an orange dress with pigtails. There have been orange dress girl sightings, and every time as they corroborate the story amongst each other, it's, a little girl it's been a girl with, uh, with either pigtails or in an orange dress, or both. Weird. So that's Sally. So the next time that's you're Sally. on Soren. Um, She's like, listen, I asked if you saw my mom <laughs> looking for her. Tell me where and my you know mom what? is. Her mom is who was in Concourse C. Yes. <laughs> that's, right that's now, what her it mom is. could be in the Orange Groves. Her mom could be on the Golden Gate Bridge exactly. as they're doing Soarin' Over California. Next, that's her mom. Her mom is the one who's trying to call her. Yes. <laughs> Concourse A. I can't wait until they refurb the ride and it's Soarin' Over Sally's mom. And <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> Uh, backstory on Beth. She has a little bit of a, a dry throat issue at the moment. She's been drinking a cold, hot toddy. Um, if you heard any a cold clinking, toddy. a cold toddy. Out of my nice pass holder glass, because mm. they only give you crappy gifts now. This is when they were giving you nice gifts back in the day for being a pass holder. And now she's mm. taking a sip of her hot toddy. Oh, and... I'm trying to make it through this episode. I've been muting myself a lot to clear my throat, which I forgot to do correctly on the pat chat. Anyways. <clears throat> okay <laughs> Zorn over Sally's mom anyways okay. are we ever gonna come back from that I think so we're um we're gonna stick in that's why I keep having to like we're gonna do what I have to keep, <laughs> I have to keep like taking a breath because <clears throat> I feel like if I just keep talking it's gonna like make me cough yeah um it's the weird like I've just never had this experience before with, like my vocal cords it's really weird all right anyways so this comes from Nightwing 210 this is a Walt Disney World story <laughs> I didn't experience this myself, allegedly, but when I worked when I worked rides at Epcot, I had quite a few fellow cast members who were cross-trained at Mission Space. They they experienced some paranormal things. It's rumored, allegedly, that the stim- simulation rooms where the where the little boy died, as well as the one where a woman died, are haunted. Usually, stories I hear where the ride gets messed up easily or people see a figure. I had one cast member tell me that they were working the closing shift and were in that room alone when they heard a child laughing. Oh. Another story was someone heard a woman scream when no one was in there. Mm-mm. Every coworker I asked who has worked the ride agreed that the place was haunted, that either they experienced something or always felt strange vibes when they worked there. And that is one that we can confirm, like, people have died. Like, sadly, people mm. have passed on that ride, um, you know, from, like, heart conditions and things like that. But apparently it's pretty haunted. So, I mean, I would definitely believe it over on that one. Children laughing, people screaming, you know. It's the, it's usual. the children laughing thing that's always so yeah. creepy. Not in general, yeah. but like in moments of yeah. like, you know, it's dark or you're alone or you have a, like well, your somebody, sp- um, spidey senses tingling. I saw somebody post this thing that was like, what's normal at 3 p.m. but but like creepy at 3 a.m.? Yes. <laughs> like ch- children laughing. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> My goodness. So yeah, that was a mission space one. Um, I'll keep us in Disney World for another kind of short but sweet one. This one says, you know, these are ones that I also found online. These are no longer personal accounts that I've been told. Um, we just returned from staying at Port Orleans French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Our first night there, I couldn't get to sleep and kept waking up. 
all of a sudden I heard one of these suitcases start to unzip. And I look over and then I looked, I looked, and I looked over that way. Then I looked up at the ceiling and a light traveled across the ceiling and disappeared. I grabbed my husband's arm because I thought I was just maybe seeing things. I never saw it again and couldn't find a way that that could have happened. It was a very strange feeling. I wonder if it was like a sleep paralysis demon. That's scarier than the story. Oh my goodness. That's... <laughs> yeah. To me, that's scary. Like when people uh, have that. It's the it's the uh, uh, suitcase unzipping because I feel like that's yeah. a sound. I'm like, like can a, we go back to that? That was the creepy part. That's the thing. Like, it's like you might hear like a like a creak or something. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like maybe but even a, a voice. Zzz? But it's like that, and I feel like of suitcases too, because especially if this was during a trip and probably a little empty. So like the sound of a, a suitcase that is slight, that's mostly empty and zipping, I feel like is a distinct sound. Like that to me would freak me out. Yeah, I'd be like Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty creepy. Um. Okay, so this one is back at Disneyland Resort, <clears throat> and this is from Jen Exer in 1977. These names are cracking me up. <laughs> He says, there are stories of helpful ghosts in Tomorrowland. Back in the day, a girl was killed in the rotating. It's always like back in the day, a kid was killed. A girl was killed in the rotating theater. I think her name was Debbie, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, Debbie is definitely a, you know, name from the 80s. It's like Donna. Donna. Michelle. Donna. All right. When they turned. (laughs) Sorry. When they turned it into interventions. The cast members would report that if there was anything even remotely unsafe, like a door being left open, it would just close by itself. Or if a chair was left in the hallway or in the walkway, it would be pushed back to the desk on its own. Mm. Supposedly, supposedly, every new cast member would write a message to her on the wall of the basement when they first start. Interesting. Yeah. And somebody else like had commented on that. That was like, oh, I've seen the wall. It's for real. People actually <laughs> write, write things to her on the wall. So I thought that was interesting. Tomorrowland, she's a helpful ghost. I wonder is what, her name is her name Sally? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like if I were if I if that were me, right? And I had to write a message to Debbie. Like Debbie, what? Right. Oh my god, Debbie. Debbie, wait until you see season <laughs> Deb. two it's of Deb. Drag Race UK. <laughs> Deb. <laughs> like, Deb, season five. Let me tell you about it. <clears throat> Are you caught up, by the way? Yes. Good deal. I think we're past the uh like we're now past the contestant that was there yeah yeah the the mysterious hidden queen yeah so we'll like be seeing everybody now so Mm. anyway good stuff babs i'll take us to uh walt disney world polynesian village resort don't i don't want to hear anything about polynesian and in the tokelau room tokelau room i don't know um, room 1903. <laughs> Sounds so, like you looked up how to say it. Well, I know with Hawaii or like yeah. words, you're supposed to pronounce every single vowel. That's why it's Hawaii or Morea is actually Mo'orea. Um, Mo'oana. So Mo'ana. I don't I don't know if it's Tokelau or Tokelau. I don't know. Who cares? So um, it's room <gasps> the 19. Polynesian people care, Greg. That's oh, who I'm cares. Sorry. Um, Greg is ignorant and can't pronounce. So to- Tokelau <laughs> it is. <clears throat> Uh, room 1903. So if you want to perhaps request this room the next time you're staying at the Polynesian, uh, feel free. Okay. This is on the morning. This is what this person said. This is their account. On the morning of our checkout at 3.30 to 4 a.m., the speakerphone button on the in-room telephone came on, made a loud dial tone noise, and woke me up. Um, after I woke up, I turned it off. 
I quickly went to the bathroom, and before I sat on the toilet, it went off again. I like that this person mm-hmm. is letting us know that they also have mm-hmm. to do the midnight tinkle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night. Um, this time, waking up my husband and the kids. It felt somehow bizarre, given that it was the speakerphone button uh, coming on by itself. Um, she then theorizes, maybe it's a former Polynesian worker trying to make sure people are awake on the day of the departure so they don't miss their flights or something. <laughs> she did go on to say, we didn't have to be at the Magical Express. This was a couple years ago. We didn't have yeah. to be at the Magical Express until 7.50. Wish the ghost would have given me another hour or so. LOL. Have sleep. Yeah. So that one's a rude ghost. Mm, Not really. Rude. Super rude. Not a helpful one. <laughs> um, this one comes from Mickey's house. From Tall Fly 7910. These people. It says, ask any cast member. They'll happily tell you ghost stories for hours. It's mm. all we do backstage. My personal favorite is all the crazy stuff that happens in the basement of Mickey's house. Which, that's kind of creepy. It says, creepy voices, shadows in the mirror behind you, and things move like trash cans when you're the only one there. Uh-oh. Which I think, I think there was a story we did in our previous one where somebody was talking about cleaning a bathroom and a trash can moved. Yes. And they were like, we out. Yep. <laughs> but apparently there's a ton more stories. Um this guy just didn't really like put anything specific, but I thought it was interesting that like everybody apparently knows that Mickey's house is haunted. Makes me wish. Not really the Disney. We all want to remember, huh? Well, I still wish we, we had a Mickey's house. We don't have that. I know. We're good old Toontown. Um, This person lets us know they visited Disney in August of 2022. So just about a year ago. And they say, we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge in a, they said condo suite, but I'm sure they mean a Disney Vacation Club villa. Yeah. Um, While sleeping, I was awoken and standing in the glow of the bathroom light, I saw a full body dark silhouette apparition of a tall man with shoulder length curly hair. Well, that rules me out. Um, (laughs) uh, They went on to say, I was not scared. I closed my eyes immediately, and then when reopening them, he was gone. And that's it. That's creepy. Nothing else from that one moment. Where was that again? Sorry. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. The Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of those African masks and stuff over there. Oh, like, all those things could be totally haunted. Let's be real. If an item could be haunted, just saying. We have a... um. There's like some antique shop here and a friend of mine, she was like, oh, I went to like drop something off and she said apparently like it's like well known in their store that there's a ghost like attached to some chest that somebody donated. They see like this little girl all the time and apparently it didn't start happening until this like chest showed up. So I don't know. I guess, you know, they're attached to items. Who knows? All right. This one comes from Ancient Gardenias 351. Oh, killing me with the names here. Once I have never, she says, sorry, one I have never seen mentioned online is at the Hyperion Theater in California Adventure. A man had fallen to his death from the scaffolds before the park had ever opened. And sometimes you will hear some, sometimes you will hear someone scream for help down under the stage. Oh. I was a cast member and Hyperion was my main venue. And I can tell you that many have heard this and we've even had to cancel a show or two to make sure everyone was okay after some of the screaming. Oh. Everyone always was. Although the actors have different dressing rooms at this level, below stage level, and there's definitely something very off about the energy in the female ensemble room near the bathrooms. People would report the door slamming shut, water turning on to a flood, and other weird things. The other changing rooms appeared to be fine. Hmm. Creepy. That Hyperion, is creepy. Yeah, Hyperion Theater in California Adventure. 
the thing about theaters is I believe that, right? I feel like there's a yeah. backstage vibe to theaters that like I just oh, yeah. already get a little creeped out. <clears throat> Absolutely. For sure. My goodness. But like having to cancel shows because they thought like somebody was screaming and something like something had happened. Like yeah. that's legit. You Ooh. know, you're not just going to like cancel a show because <laughs> whatever. Like if you hear someone screaming, you're like, eh. like everyone's okay. Yeah. Unless it's somebody who knows the story and they were just like playing around, which, you know. They don't want to close, right? Like, they don't want to cancel a show. That's never plan A. Plan A is never canceling. Never canceled. All right. The last one I want to mention is a Disneyland story. Oh, okay. Um, This person says, when I was younger, a clean-cut, red-haired man who, this is their description, who looked similar to the main guy in Band of Brothers and also looked like a guy from the 60s, talked to me. Okay. I was at Disneyland by myself. This was in 2002. My sister had a cheerleading competition that I didn't want to go to. So my dad got me a three-day Disney ticket. A lot of details here. Yeah. I told him. She's I, like, my address is and my yes. social security number is. <laughs> uh, and I'm alone at home this this days of the week at this time. Uh, they uh, went on to say, I told him I was by myself and it's hard to get around Disneyland when you forgot your glasses, which is an interesting detail to tell someone. I would be like. I, I, like, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere without my glasses. Yes. My goodness. Um, he can't uh, see without his glasses. I don't <laughs> remember what else he talked about with me. I just remember him being very nice. Mm-hmm. This was uh, while he was sitting next to me on a ride. Well, uh, while going through a part of the ride where they take a picture, I screamed, this is fun, right? I looked next to me and he was gone. This was before the ride ended, so no one was getting off of the ride. I didn't think it was a ghost until someone told me about Mr. One Way. And um, I I picked this one because we talked about Mr. One Way on our last Mm -hmm. haunting episode. And as a refresher, you may remember there are two versions of Mr. One Way, but I'll tell you just the one. This is the more widely known version of Mr. One Way um, over in Disneyland. Um, This is like the encounter that best encapsulates it. A guest waiting in line at Space Mountain struck up a conversation with a red-headed man who, quote, seemed a little odd because he wasn't up to date with all the recent changes Disneyland had made. In other words, they were talking about things that don't exist anymore. Hmm. The man was seated next to our guest. At the end of the ride, the guest noticed the red-headed man, the red-headed man had disappeared from the ride car. The guest reported it to a cast member who said no one else had been seated next to him. So that was like the the kind of the beginning of the snowball yeah. of Mr. One Way. So in the more recent, well, I guess in the 2002 example, uh, but more recent, uh, more recently discovered um, here, this person experienced that, sat with them, talked to them. Then yeah, they were the, gone. that's. Then they were gone. Yeah. The redheaded guy. I'm like, what, what was he dressed like? Because <laughs> as you know, people sit next to you on their Space Mountain, not ours yeah it's a two by two over there what would you do like if you literally got on the ride with someone and then all of a sudden they weren't there p it would be a a code whatever the number letter is for p i'd be like i'd be like stop the ride like you need to stop the ride like i don't know what's going on i don't know what you guys are playing at (laughs) stop the ride that's crazy Uh, for me it would be more of a code brown (laughs) that's when uh... not a code v i'd be code v in it yeah no code brown okay I have a couple more here. Okay. Um, this one is inward taper. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It says, my college roommate was a cast member and worked at the Mercantile in Frontierland. 
She regularly came home spooked from her shift, saying that she could hear footsteps in the upstairs portion of the store that's closed off, an overall feeling of being watched. This other person chimed in and said prior to it being closed off before the bathroom expansion, it was notorious for being haunted. The haunt would afflict mostly female cast members. Hmm. I've worked there both the overnight and the closing shift. And yes, I've come back to things on the floor mysteriously. Or one time I had um, the certain, uh, sorry, or one time I had the curtain push out as if someone was pushing it from the inside of the stockroom only Ooh. for no one to be there. Star Trader stockroom is also haunted. We came back from a break and our lead had a man, uh, had a mad face on and asked us which one of us did it. We didn't know what she was talking about, and sure enough, the floor was scattered with toys and merch from the four or five tiers of shelves. I suspected the haunting to be from the old people mover tunnel as the tunnel shares the wall with the stockroom. Uh, a lot of haunted stockrooms. Well, that, and it's an old attraction, right? So the old yeah. the people mover attraction isn't there anymore, so I feel like there's even another added element there. Yeah. That's pretty creepy. The curtain being pushed out, that's Oof. creepy, too, because nope. you're like, you know, you had a window there. Girl, bye. Um, <clears throat> yeah. All right. And then this one comes from Star Starter Dash. Starters Dash. Anyways. Um, this is a Disneyland one as well. It says, have you heard the story of the faceless, mecha- faceless mechanic? Mm-hmm. This one I had not heard before. I was like, what? It says, we all know that in order to run any of the rides at Disneyland, there is now a two key system. If both keys are not present, you cannot start the ride. There's a story behind the system. Back when they were first premiering Space Mountain, before opening the ride officially, there was a maintenance worker working on the tracks. A cast member came in, and not knowing there was a maintenance worker on the track, started the test run of Space Mountain. Space Mountain has tracks that have nowhere to go, left or right, um, and they are about a mile of tracks. By the time the roller coaster got back to the station, it had dragged the maintenance worker through the entire ride face down, killing him. They said his ghost haunts Space Mountain to this day as the faceless mechanic. Cast members say they see a guy in an old mechanic's uniform walking through the attraction, but when they try to see his face, it's just a shadow. Frightened guests have ridden Space Mountain in a single rider and said during the ride, a faceless Disney cast member in an old uniform appeared beside them, disappearing only when they got back to the main terminal. The faceless mechanic is the scariest of Disney ghost stories. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, And then this was like a little another mention here the wired haired ladies have you ever heard of the wire haired ladies no so apparently this is another thing this is the ladies are supposedly allegedly two <laughs> ghosts of women that are seen riding pirates of the caribbean on the drop the story is that the two women died when the boat derailed there in the 70s the only problem with the story is that the boat never derailed there and no one has ever died on the ride but the oh. wired haired lady is not believed to have ever lived again this is all cast member lore so apparently that's another like cast member lore is the wired haired ladies mm. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. <laughs> and that is all of our ghost stories for Ooh. your third edition of Hauntings of Disney Park. Oh, chilled out here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is the witch, by the way. Um, if you had the ghost, that's what I had growing up. Doug had the witch, so that's what we have. It's mm. she's legit Creepy. from like the eighties. Let's talk if we if if we may if we can indulge Greg for a moment. Let's do on, it on some things that I did last week. So not only did we go to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, we also had a stay at Fort Wilderness in a cabin, and we did something that we've never done before anywhere yeah? we've stayed. By <gasps> the way, um, 
but I'll talk about it for it in a minute. I want to share a couple things from the uh, Halloween party. Um, we had a great time, as you mm-hmm. might imagine. I, I don't know that I've had a bad time at a party before, maybe because of weather in the past, but um, we had a great time. So with um, the party comes some musical overlays of the park. So, you know, it's not just the normal, like, kind of Main Street music you hear yeah. on Main Street. Like, at 7, they switch it over. Oh. And there's some sound that they play. Like, there's, like, the, the big announcement. Like, there's, like, some bells. And then, you know, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party has begun. Yeah. And then they play a soundtrack, like, some background music. It happens to be, I know, included as well in the Oogie Boogie Bash, uh, either parade or, like, their music over there on the West Coast. But there's a, a part of the song that um, I can't get out of my head leading mm-hmm. up to, I don't know if you do this, um, but leading up to the Halloween party, we were listening to like the Boutillou Parade soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We were listening mm-hmm. to the old mm-hmm. Wishes soundtrack. Yeah. And then we were also listening to the Oogie Boogie Bash. So it was already in my head. I didn't know they were going to play it at the park. I don't remember. So um, I have a little bit of it. Um, it's It's not lyrically rich, let's say. Okay. There's okay. not a whole lot of words being used here. It's mostly one singer just really going for it by saying the phrase, it's Halloween, like, frequently. Okay. So um, <laughs> if you haven't heard it, this is what it sounds like. Is that you? They're like, listen... When you come into the studio, here's what you're going to do. We just want you to give it your all, you know. But the only words you're going to say is it's Halloween. It's Halloween! No, I really think that it might be you. I think you've been lying to me. This is a long con. It's Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) The whole time you're actually featured in Disney soundtracks and you're just lying to us about it. I really do think it's you and I will I will. uh, Mickey and Minnie are like, all right, could you shut up now? (laughs) We all know it's Halloween! Of course, um, uh, that was bad. Okay, so um, right, so <laughs> the party started at seven. We walked in like right at seven, right as yeah. that was happening. Um, you, you know, you do the thing where you're walking on uh, basically behind Main Street, right? They kind of made that that side road open up. They give you your first piece of candy there. Fine. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, what do we want to do? Um, you know, what do we want to do? Do they still do? have like, all the photo ops sure. like on that little side area? There's all kinds of stuff. There's all the, yeah. there's all the statues of the uh, Fab Five or Sensational yeah, okay. Six or however many there are. Yeah. Um, you know, in some type of Halloween thing. <laughs> Sexy like Seven. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're like, what do we want to do? Let's go over to Pirates because Greg foolishly thought that Gunpowder Pete was on Pirates, but he is not. But anyway, oh, he as wasn't? we exit, no, as we exit uh, Pirates, we are treated to a live performance of Rusty Cutlass. Okay, <laughs> who is a pirate band that um, is at the plays on the stage where sometimes Jack Sparrow comes yeah. out for his meet and greet or whatever. And I don't necessarily know if this group is new to this party, but they were new to us. So we just kind of like yeah. were walking by as they were getting their set started and we just just kind of like hung out and listened. And we were there for about 15 minutes and that might have been the highlight of the night, which is not at all to say that the that the rest of the night was bad because we had a great time. But they just were so good. They were absolutely corny because they were doing some yeah. like pirate, you know, puns or dad yeah. jokes and stuff. Which and they were also, uh, well, of course, some of them I knew the answer to, but I wasn't going to shout them out because I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, but uh, they were changing some words to some other songs to be... Okay. 
about pirates. Yeah. And you may have heard parts of this on our story on Instagram mm-hmm. at the Park Cliff Podcast because uh, I posted a little bit of it. But if you missed it, here's a little bit of Rusty Cutlass and see if you can figure out what song it is. Okay. And then, of course, it's, they've made it more about Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so that's the monster mash we you know what song it be. sounds like it's halloween what else is she saying right there someone's shaking her i don't even think she's really singing so much she's like yeah i wonder who it is she's like i'm the girl i'm the halloween girl when she visits like i'm that's me that's i'm her they also did a sea shanty, and of course, I have to have to put okay. that. They just were really good. Like you know how were... ridiculous that um, rehearsal probably was too. They're like, "All right, so we're all getting together for Disney, right? Like we got to <laughs> sing these songs. Like here's the words. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Am I reading this right?" They were That's awesome. Funny. They had some doubloons, doubloons mm. to hand out, like some coins, some some treasure. Yeah. Um, they just were, they were really good. We had a really cool. great time with them. Interactive. So they were interactive is what you're trying to say. Yeah. There were some Wait, call so and responses. I, so they don't do Pistol Pete anymore on the ride? Uh, Gunpowder Pete. A Gunpowder Pete? Um, I don't I guess, know why I said Pistol Pete. I guess Pete. not. Uh, Weird. I don't know. Okay. I but guess that between wasn't the like two, if they, if they only have a budget for one of the two, I would yeah. take the Rusty yeah. Cutlass again because yeah. they just were a lot of fun. Fun for all ages. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also posted a video of the fog rolling down the cemetery where the Mr. Toad statue yes. is from Haunted Mansion. That yes. looked so cool in person. Um, so I'm glad that it, it seemed to have translated well yeah. in video. But like it just was, it was like such a cool effect. Yeah. Um, and then eventually like the the fog or the smoke got thicker to where you couldn't even see anything. But like that was right as it started. So it was like crawling down the grass. Mm. It looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Um. We also did something different at this Halloween party. And I think ultimately, whenever anyone asks me, like, what should I do for the Halloween party? My answer, uh, based on experience, is really, you you do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Um, if you re- read over the list of available things and then do what speaks to you. Because um, if you're not sure where to start, hopefully then maybe by listening to podcasts yeah. like this, you get some ideas. Um but we love the Boo to You parade. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, we'll always watch the second. The parade is shown twice, um, once before the fireworks and once after. And typically after the fireworks, a lot of the guests with younger kids um, yeah. leave, or even the older people who don't want to be old, who don't want to be old, who don't want to be up late, <laughs> um, are gone, right? So in other words, yeah. the crowd reduces uh, at the, in the second portion of the night after the fireworks. So um, we were maybe like 30 minutes out from the beginning of the parade, and we're like, do you want to just watch the first? Like, if we could find a spot and it's not, like, overly crowded, do you want to just watch the first one just on the random chance that there's something wrong with the second one? Like, we didn't want to miss the parade. So we were like, so we were just, you know, just, just Nicole and we were like, you know, what? let's just do it. So we went to Frontierland and we watched the parade. And then we went on, you know, trick-or-treating and stuff. Um, and then as we're approaching 11.15, it was like 10.40. We were like, I was like, do you, 
do you want to watch it again? And Nicole's like, yeah. So we watched it again. Like yeah. that's, and we had the, be- this time we went on Main Street to get like a totally different vibe. Yeah. Two, I mean, truly different vibes because one Frontier, not Frontierland, uh, Liberty Square um, is where we were. I may have said Frontierland, but I meant Liberty Square is kind of like a Halloween vibe to begin with because they do the Headless Horseman, which is like the yeah. whole thing, right? Um, so it just kind of is a different feeling. And then on Main Street, it's different just because it's a different background, but they also have yeah. the uh, a goofy movie, Powerline, mm-hmm. dance party in the street. Yeah, the like hype Basically, team. Yeah, because, you know, the parade starts at whatever time, but by the time it gets to Main Street, about 15 minutes are going by. So like they need to yeah. do something because people are kind of waiting around. So like that, it just was a fun time. Um, but we loved watching the parade twice. And I don't regret it. We're talking yeah. about doing the exact same thing for the Christmas party because we love the once yeah. upon oh, the Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah, the Christmas party. Yeah. Yes. That one I would watch twice for sure. I mean, yes. both of them I would. I love both of the parades, but it's and definitely And this parade had it. some new elements, right? So we had the Sanderson sisters, at, well, some other Disney characters dressed as the Sanderson sisters, yes. including Minnie, Clarabelle, and Daisy. Um, and it just was like in a few different like reorderings of some of the floats and it just it's a great parade and it's got like really catchy music and stuff to it right um also i mentioned before uh, this earlier in the episode um well right before we were starting to tell our haunted stories mm-hmm. that there was a star of the show yeah and i don't know if you all all are familiar with this star but we got very acquainted with the brand new the breakout star of the second showing of the boo to you parade um and this kind of happened quietly there was not a lot of fanfare for this and really not even a lot of people noticed there was really only about a handful of us that got to experience this we were on the corner of main street like right at the corner of um the confectionery so like right as it like turns into like the big loop mm-hmm. there um by the way it's like the rope comes to like, a corner like a triangle and that's where we stood knowing there'd oh. be no one next to us and it was yeah. great but anyway um, we see a little bit of commotion next to me. So there's no one next to me. There's the space and the cast members are blocking them off and then letting people go every now and then. But for the most part, there's no one there. Um, I see a family kind of like erupt and um, move really quickly. And then we look down and there are two cockroaches scurrying their way <laughs> to us. And the cast member reaches over and, and just stomps on one of oh, them. God. But one of them continues. Oh, no. It carries on. And it just creates like this scene from a movie where like people are like getting up out of the way and it runs toward the confectionery. I don't know if it went in or not. And don't even be grossed out by that because it's Florida. It could have been a gator. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, But it caused so much commotion. Like the family that claimed that the cockroach ran over its foot. I'm not saying it did or didn't, but they're being very dramatic about it, by the way, everyone. Okay. (laughs) Which probably means they're from the north. I mean, mean, that's what I was thinking. And I'm not like a southern expert here, but like that's really not. Like, talk to me when it's a full, uh, full-fledged full gator running across yeah. your foot. Then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, but um, they, like, they couldn't handle it. Like, they had to relocate. Like, they couldn't go back to the same spot. So That's funny. Um, we just, we had a nice uh, cockroach sighting. And who knew did the you, scariest part of the parade was the insects. Did you name them? Which one died? <laughs> I don't know. Tweedledee. Tweedledum lived on. Yeah, that's sad. He lost his brother in battle, you know. Um, I will say over... But listen, if you're going to be a cockroach, be a Disney cockroach, you know? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. They're living the life. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, till you get stepped on, but you know. And then all of a sudden it was midnight and we're like, how do people fit it in? We didn't do one character meet and greet. Um, We went into where Stitch was meeting because we just haven't... Nicole hadn't been in the uh, Stitch's Great Escape kind of like queue area because you get to go inside to see Stitch. Last year he wasn't in there. Um, This year he was. And uh, but we didn't do one character meet. We did trick or treating. We don't. We went on one attraction. We watched the parade twice. We did the fireworks. We watched Rusty Cutlass. We went around Haunted Mansion, but we didn't go in. 
um, peed a couple times. I don't even know. And then all of a sudden it was midnight. It was We're like, like holy, how do people, there's no, so in other words, at, I don't think there's a way to do everything. You got to yeah, pick what you Was it over at midnight or one? Midnight. It's seven. It, it is over at midnight. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Five yeah. hours. The witching hour. I guess so. Okay. Real quick. Some stuff about Fort, because you know, I talk about Fort all the time. It's um, our dog's favorite thing. Um, we We're calculated this was her 18th Disney trip oh and gosh. her 11th Fort Wilderness trip. Luckiest lady in the trail. She is, she's been to Disney more times than like people. A lot of people. Guests. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even dog. know it. Uh, but I mentioned that we did something we've never done before. We were having such a good time that on our second night, I beep up borp called the front desk and I said, hey, beep, we love pop. it here. We don't want to leave. And they said, oh, you want to add on a night? And I said, yes. And they said, perfect. They put me on hold and then I added on a night. And it was great. Nice. And it was just a great feeling. So we didn't have to go home the next morning. We got another full day, which um, led to us participating in the scavenger hunt, which is always mm-hmm. a good time. You leave something. But this time, like as I was posting about how we left something, it was like a minute later, someone would respond like, oh, found it. And like we could see them in the distance. So, like they had, really uh, found it, like the kids were loving it and stuff. Yeah. Um, so That's if you funny. don't know, you can leave stuff around and you post about it so that when it's found, you can like people will know they don't keep going to look for it. Um, all of your favorites were back here at Fort, everybody. If you remember me talking about Fort Halloween last year, the Stormtrooper family is back. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that have, I don't know, three or four dozen Stormtroopers That's out insane. on their camp site um four or five four foot tall ones and then like some three feet tall ones and then little baby well not baby but little mini adult yodas on the ground with masks now last year they were all wearing clothes we think that this family went clothes shopping at, at kohl's and has got the halloween line but this mm-hmm. year all of the stormtrooper figures if you want to call them that were wearing jerseys now was it college football maybe was it pro fo- i don't know it was something with the sports ball and um <laughs> I went by that campsite at least twice every day, once at like during the day and once at night, because like it just freaks me out. I think it's Which so. Also, jerseys are not cheap. That's what I'm saying. This, like this family. Not only that, not only do they come every year, it seems they have the same lot. It's in the 1200 loop. Right. One, if you want to try to find them, um, they are uh, notorious in like the Facebook community of the uh, Fort Wilderness groups for giving out prizes and stuff. Like people who listen to this podcast were messaging saying like, "Oh, I've gotten." Like either me or people I know or our family got gifts from these people. And wow. sure enough, on the Facebook group, he'd be posting once. Like we were only there for yeah. three days. And in those three days, two of them, um, he was handing out stuff. Like full, like full-size like full plushes. Like just a bunch. Like, wow. But good for them, right? Like they're obviously yeah. it's like Disney in a Santa. position to be able to do it. Um, the uh, the There was a creepy Disney family display, which I don't think I posted. So my goal is to put a reel of all this together because it's okay. yeah, a lot I to don't take in. That one. There's a big giant zero. Um, there's a really cool looking that. Forky. Yeah. There was the Willy Wonka display for the kids who were misbehaving. Were the Blockbuster um, people back? No. Well, they might be there maybe now, but they were not there when we were there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but overall, we had a great time over there at the Fort, at the Fort Wildy. All right. This one's really just like a super little nug for you guys. Um, And this is a new offering that's coming soon for families. So it's uh, kids play and dine for 50% off. So on November 14th, Walt Disney World will introduce a special package offer for families looking to save on spring vacation. This is for children's age three through nine. Theme park tickets and dining plans will be half off for the per- uh, with the purchase of non-discounted four-night, four-day Walt Disney Travel Company packages. 
for you and your children. That include a room at a select Disney Resort hotel, theme park tickets, and a dining plan. So it's valid for stays most nights from March 3rd through June 30th, 2024. This is a great option for those if you just want the convenience of having your tickets, your room, and your meals already paid for before you come together. So Mm -hmm. be looking for that. They're going to be announcing that on November 14th. And yeah, just wanted to throw that out there if um, you guys are going to be going to the parks next year between March and June. I don't have a quote this week. I have a clip because I didn't want to let this Halloween-y episode go by without playing a a little extra spoop. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode, um, I mentioned our Instagram account already. We were at the Parkway Podcast, but you know, um, you can follow some other projects we have going on. I have a, a different pod that has nothing to do with Disney. It's me and two coworkers, basically LOLing for like thirty minutes every other week. Um, <laughs> that is the Quick Escape Podcast, mm-hmm. and um, Beth has all kinds of fun going yeah. on over at Simplistic Thrills. Ooh, you can head over to so- our website, simplisticthrills.com, or our Instagram is Simplistic Thrills, and. I'm wearing one of our shirts. Oh, there it is. Doug it was like, says, you know how many Harry Potter things? And I was like, yes, I do. It's my plant mom. He was like, oh, he had no idea. <laughs> so this is my plant mom design. And it has um, a bunch of different Harry Potter plants around it. So it's got um, mandrake. It's got a mandrake, gillyweed, wolfsbane. We've got a leaping toadstool. And then we also have a deadly nightshade. Ooh, who are you calling so, the gillyweed? So some Harry Potter stuff for you there. Anyways, good stuff. Head over to our website and check it out. <laughs> our podcast has a website, thatparklifepodcast.com. You can um, search up there for previous topics we talked about, especially if you want to catch up on the other hauntings episodes. Just type in the word haunting Ooh, as an example. Spoopy. You can uh, ask uh, Beth and Greg up there, hey, that's us. If you want to ask us yeah. a question that maybe we'll either answer directly or on this pod. If you want some extra content, we um, have weekly bonus episodes. We have live streams. We have opportunities for you to have trip planning sessions with yeah. us. Those, uh, these are some of the things available over on our Patreon. Lots of exclusives Exclusive. over there. Patreon.com slash That Park Life Podcast. Okay, everybody. Um, rather than give you a quote, I thought, well, I would like to play perhaps my, I don't even know why, my favorite part of the ghost host of the Haunted Mansion um, to wrap up our Hauntings of Disney Parks episode. And maybe I'll tell you why it's my favorite after you hear it. Our library is well stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. (laughs) And marvel busts of the greatest ghost writers the literary world has ever known. It's the word busts. Busts. Marble busts. It's like you saying booths. 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 (laughs) Booths. All right, everyone. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. We hope you have a... You're a witch, and I will raise you. Ha, 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 ha!